And we're back for another episode of Startup Hustle, a podcast for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs. If you want to start, own, or build a business, then you're in the right place. We bring you the real truth about what it's like to take something from concept to launch, from growth, innovation, experience, failing, or winning big, we've got you covered. So let's get down to business with another episode of Startup Hustle, brought to you by Fullscale.io. And we're back, back for another episode of Startup Hustle. Matt DeCourcy here with the esteemed Lauren Conaway. Hi, Lauren. Hi, esteemed, huh? Who yes. are you talking to? <laughs> Trying to get you, pump you up and get your confidence in order because need you on point. We're going to Vegas. Oh, we're going to Vegas. And you know, yeah. you know that you have that confidence pop and I can't have you at the tables feeling like you're going to lose. Okay. I'm in. We're going to win. We are, we are in this together. You and me, we're going to make it happen. And remember what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. <laughs> I have no idea what that means. Oh my. Not startups, but you know, I was, well, I was just picturing, you remember, you know, the, the Vegas vacations with Chevy chase that are very yeah. much old pictures at this point, but they go as the family and the rusty, the son who gets a fake ID and wins like everywhere he goes he wins like five free cars and a bunch yeah. of stuff like that. I was thinking that would probably be you. <gasps> no. <laughs> winner, winner, chicken winner, dinner. Winner. Everywhere Lauren goes. Yeah. Speaking of being a winner, you can be a winner as well when it comes to building a software team because today's episode of Startup Hustle is powered by Fullscale.io. Hiring software developers is difficult and Fullscale can help you build a software team quickly and affordably and has the platform to help you have all aces, all aces, aces. When it comes to managing that team, go to fullscale.io to learn more. I have a feeling that will not be the last gambling card or some kind of Vegas like reference. Well, and coming from you, you know, it's going to be a whole bunch of gambling dad jokes. So, so buckle up, listeners. <laughs> I do like gambling and I do like dad jokes. I'll really, see if I really come do. up with something. Yeah. Yeah. Did you uh, did you hear about you know I I recently did a new pitch deck for a startup and oh my god I wrote it in Braille and I'm gonna get funded I can really feel it ah. <laughs> yeah get out of here that was terrible no no um, I did also no. speak to Dan Kerr the event organizer for the Mid by Midwest investor and startup event which will be happening later this year in Kansas city. And, uh, you know, I did offer to perform dad jokes for entrepreneurs at any point. I mean, I, I think that got the dad jokes, like you're going to find your audience, but I think that you need to sing a little song because friends, Maybe. when we were in pre-show prep for this episode, Matt, ah, for me, I was me trying to wake myself up. Okay. Look, so here we are. Vegas's top startups. Let's get into this. Okay. Too much show, less talk and more <laughs> rock is what we should be, be be into here. All right, so a little bit about Startup Hustle's top startup lists. We do not list, we do not rank the actual list itself. It's one of those things where like you're on it or you're not on it, but if you're on it, you're just kind of there with everyone else. So just because we read your name first doesn't mean you're first, doesn't mean you're last. 
Anyway, so that's where it goes. We're going to be talking about Vegas today. I believe this is the first time we have done top startups in Vegas. I'm pretty excited about it. And, uh, you know, I've actually spent a fair amount of time in Vegas. And I'll tell you why later down the list. First on the list for us today is Blue Eddy and led by CEO Wonder Law and founder James Ray. Uh, You can go to blueeddypower.com. Now, I'm very familiar with Blue Eddy because I have recently been shopping for what they make. They make portable power stations and solar panels offering reliable and efficient off-grid power solutions. It's eco-friendly, safe, and easy to use. Uh, raised $19.3 million over, uh, uh, you know, uh, up through 2022. And essentially what, you know, I'll tell you why I was, why I ran across Blue Eddy. I have been shopping for farm property here in Kansas. And with that, yeah, well, I didn't mention that yet, but with that, you know, you, you have, there's a need to power things. Yeah. And uh, essentially I am, I have been shopping for farm property because it has been one of my goals in life to build a sustainable farm property where I can go and recreate and camp and maybe get a miniature horse for my kids. I don't know. But with that, you got to power things. So Blue Eddy makes a really cool, they make a, a bunch of really cool different things that are essentially like portable solar panels. You can go imagine yourself in the, off the grid. You don't have any anywhere to get power you can open the solar panel and essentially charge a big battery pack so the wait, battery wait, wait, wait. so so i want to check my understanding because where i went to immediately was when you said that you came across them i was thinking like outside audio like power audio equipment like no it's just like battery i mean imagine imagine like a big battery pack so you know here's the thing is if you're let's uh, uh, blue Eddie's target user would potentially be like some people that go camping yeah. So here's the thing is if you go camping and you're, you know, you don't, you're nowhere, you nowhere near where you need power, you might want to power a few things up, who knows? And essentially what the solar panels do is it charges the battery product and then the battery product itself. I mean, imagine something that's, I mean, it's fairly sizable. Imagine something kind of like the size of like a, a like a toolbox, you know, that you, uh, and, and with that, it's got a number of different plugs in it. And it's a cool little product. And, you know, and I, I didn't, you know, honestly, until I got into prepping for this list, I didn't realize they were from Vegas. So I've just, I, I said, as a consumer, I've run across it. And I do know um, for that space, their products are very well received by consumers. So congratulations, Blue Addy, on making cool stuff. You know, I always like the environmental things. Yeah. So there you go. That is awesome. Well, yeah. congratulations, Blue Eddie, and I, I cannot wait to I cannot wait to see Matt DeCourcy as a gentleman farmer. That's gonna be really <laughs> that's gonna be really fun for me. It's happening. <laughs> yeah. It's happening. Well, so next up on the list we have Mayan. And I feel a little bit of imposter syndrome talking about this one, just so you know. I feel like Andrew Morgans needs to be here <laughs> talking about this particular startup because Mayan is an e-commerce solutions provider and they help brands and sellers on Amazon Marketplace. Um, so one of the things that I, you know, as I was kind of looking over this company and figuring out what they do, I so I go into Amazon a lot. And I know a lot of people who go onto Amazon a lot and and I'm often overwhelmed. Like if I'm searching for a specific product, I'm often overwhelmed by all of the choices out there, right? I mean, there are millions upon millions of products. And so 
one of the things that Mayan does, they have automated listing optimization. And so it's going to help improve your product visibility. It's going to help you increase your sales. They have some inventory management tools to help companies keep track of stock and avoid stockouts. So one of the unique features that they have is their Amazon seller assistance service. And I was kind of going through this. They provide personalized support and guidance to help businesses navigate the complexities of the Amazon marketplace, because there are so many different intricacies of e-commerce and in particular selling on Amazon. Incidentally, plug, if you are interested in the e-commerce space, definitely listen to Andrew Morgan's episodes. He talks about this stuff all the time. And he's the expertiest expert I know in this. But uh, I just, I really love that, you know, we've got a company here that is helping sellers succeed in a very, very busy, very populated marketplace, you know, just really straightforward what they do. And I think it's probably very needed for a lot of sellers. Don't you? Yeah, yeah, without a doubt. You know, I have a history in in e-com and, you know, with that, um, managing your own inventory and e-commerce settings and marketplaces along with uh, pricing. It can be a lot to keep up with, especially if you are um, a company that makes a lot of different SKUs, uh, SKU, stock keeping units, which are assigned to your individual inventory items. And, you know, I mean, some people like you could, I mean, you could be a, say you're an auto parts maker. I mean, you get a thousands of different SKUs. And with that, why is the pricing optimization important? Well, it's a competitive world out there and there's a lot of people selling a lot of different things. Now, if you're selling your own products, it's one thing, but there are other people that are selling third-party products and uh, you, the lowest price is what people pick. And when yeah. you look at when you look at certain things like on Amazon, where there may actually be a product listing, and there could actually be different sources of where that comes from, whoever has lowest price is going to get the order. So, uh, being able to keep up with that. Now, I have a lot of familiarity with stuff like that because I used to be a ticket broker, and we would have millions of dollars worth of tickets for sale. And just picture yourself in this setting, and you're selling a lawn ticket for a outdoor summer concert all those tickets are the same. So when people are going to buy those on, if they buy them on a secondary marketplace, I mean, whoever has the lowest prices at the top of the list. So, you know, we used to have to, I mean, it was a full-time job um, for, to keep up with that pricing. So yeah, Yeah. Amazon can be the same place. I'm a big fan of anything that makes uh, selling and dynamic, dynamic pricing situations, meaning the price can change from any seller at any minute. And that's what Amazon is. I mean, that's essentially yeah. what it is. And, it's just you know, a super you, responsive marketplace. <laughs> well, and dynamic pricing is tricky, though, because like I said, you got to keep up with it because it's real easy. Because if you have competitors that are better at keeping up at pricing than you are, then they're going to sell more than you. Yeah, exactly. Well, hey, right. way, way to go, Mayan. You know, you're Congratulations. entering a, a much needed space. <laughs> I mentioned earlier at the, that I had spent a lot of time in Vegas and uh, uh, it was actually six years ago that I spent a whole lot of time with the company that is next on the list. And that company is Urban Necessities, founded by husband and wife, JC and Joni Lopez. Urban Necessities is an online footwear store, also has a very, very unique and awesome in-store experience in Vegas. What is what does the UN do as they are known? They are essentially sneaker resale, yeah. uh, which is a multi multi billion dollar a year industry. And oh my gosh. 
sneakerheads like freak me. I, I like I love them, but like there are people they take their sneakers so seriously. Well, I'm a sneakerhead, like, Lauren, so you gotta I, be careful. Well, I want to come and see your sneaker closet someday, then because like, I, I, I think it's super. <laughs> well, cool, I have right? two of them. Yeah, well, I, I literally have two. Gold yeah, ones. Like you're definitely yeah. into your gold ones, but you, I, have, yes. you have excellent taste in footwear. I, I, I own I, I own over 200 pairs of shoes. Holy shit! Are you yeah. serious? Yeah, it might not be that high because I gave up a lot of them to a local, uh, a local organization called One Pair, which yeah, yeah which yeah. is a cool thing. And they actually do they use the that store to teach kids. It's actually kind of it's it's similar to like UN in a way, but no, I donated it so they they teach uh, kids how to how to operate a store there. Now, where where do I come into play with this? Well, it was at the end of 2016 when I. Um, exited my ticket brokerage. And after a buddy of mine called and said, Hey, man, I'd really like to fly you out to Vegas. There's a husband and wife out there that are really gaining some traction uh, in the sneaker space. And he knew I was interested in it. So was he and he flew me out there. Um, about a month after that, I, I started working with Jay and Joni and the people at Urban Necessities to help them build their online platform. Um, they were also, they were the first client at full scale. Yeah. They're actually client zero because they were my client before we even started full scale. Yeah. And they're, awesome. and, yep, and they still work with us now. Uh, speaking of success stories, you know, once homeless, uh, JC uh, Lopez is, um, you know, moved to Vegas and he had 20 bucks in his pocket. And he, he, he will tell you that his brilliant idea at the time was to go try to take that, put it in a slot machine and maybe win some money. He had yeah. nothing. He was basically well, on management this. strategy. Well, I mean, yeah, he had just, you know, Jay's a hustler, man. So, you know, yeah. one of the things that, you know, people will do is, you know, you talk about selling sneakers. Well, the, when limited edition releases come and, you know, people line up outside the stores that sell them and kind of turn around and flip them and make a few bucks here and there. Um, you know, this, this whole business started essentially hustling like that ended up managing to get himself into uh, probably the fourth most popular mall in Vegas, which is where I ran into him. They yeah. are now in the top five for, uh, for sneaker resale operations everywhere. It is yeah. a really, really, really impressive thing. And they've done a whole lot. Um, if you've ever read my book, Million Dollar Bedroom, JC is one of the interviews that our conversations that's in there. And it's just a really fascinating story. I mean, it's, and they're well-deserved to be on this list. They have, uh, you know, like I said, started as kind of a consignment shop in a mall and um, have built great technology for consignment management and everything in store. We did some really neat stuff with that. It's actually yeah. one of the things I'm, I'm really proud about when I talk, look at my history of, of helping entrepreneurs succeed. So congratulations, I, I Jay and Joni. It's a, Congrats. We, yeah, you're well deserved to be on the list. The, the I, I wish I had known about them. So, so a couple of years ago, I undertook like a pretty significant search for a pair of Wonder Woman limited edition release Converse that were out mm. there, and I wish that I had known about them. Like, I I needed help. Find, I I'm found not sure they would have had those in stock, but you probably should have called me because I could have. I, I took uh, forever. Like, I I have them. I own them. I love them. Mm. But it took forever, and so I, I can see where that would be a really great uh, yeah. Great market opportunity for sure. Yep. <laughs> well, so so next up on the list we have Revo, and so I love 
applications and I love saw I love things that give power to the consumer. It makes me really, really happy. Like I read reviews. Do you read reviews when you're like looking at new products and things oh, no. like that? Yeah. Like I and and I love hearing the reviews that come from like the actual users, not the pay to play ones, not the ads. So Revo, it is a fully customizable loyalty and reviews platform built for Shopify. And I know a lot of small business owners and entrepreneurs who who have put their products up on the Shopify platform. So I can imagine this is, this is going to be extraordinarily helpful to them. But the app allows customers to leave feedback. They can share photos of their purchases. They can get rewards uh, when they do that. I love rewards. So, um, you know, they're getting, users are getting customizable discounts. They're getting incentives to share positive feedback. And they're, they're doing all of these things to build trust and credibility around the Shopify platform. And, and, and I love that. Like, I love being able to quickly understand what's appealing about a product, you know, as you're going into your market research, any kind of tool that makes that easier for me. But not only that, any kind of tool that makes it easier for me to get rewards for offering that kind of feedback as well. That's huge. I love free stuff. Do you love free stuff, Matt? I feel like I, you do. <laughs> I like free stuff. I actually get a lot of free stuff. I'm, I'm a yeah. points magnet for just the, the money we spend through full scale. And oh, have I bet. Years. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I, I'm a bit of a master when it comes to points. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, you know, companies like Revo are great because this, you know, for those of you that are, that are listening and you're looking for an idea, you know, the, the Shopify is one of those things that runs so many e-commerce stores. You don't even realize it. It's a platform. Yeah, it's, with the back, that. it's the back end and maybe it's been white labeled or. Yeah, totally. And, but and, it's still and then they, you know, they have a marketplace that's within Shopify and a lot of stuff. So, you know, you know Revo's making something that plugs in and solves a problem that, yeah. you know, when you get the baseline Shopify platform, you know, that's actually what helps run urban necessities. Yeah, you know, and, and a lot of e-commerce stores. Yeah, because the baseline, the baseline nature of of e-commerce, of uh, the foundational elements of an e-com store, you know, are. I mean, it, it's it's pretty straightforward about what you're trying to do, and uh, you know, now, now the things you need to plug in and do with that, that's a whole other world of stuff. But yeah, and, and it, it, the case in point here is you can create a lot of game changing and really applicable startups and and businesses that help fill in the blanks that other big platform type of companies aren't able to do. Cause right. essentially when you look at Shopify, they're just trying to run the foundation, the foundation of an e-commerce store. Right. There's 10 million things that can go in there. And, you know, there's, you know, there's, there's all kinds of stuff out there that you as an entrepreneur can, can dive into. Yeah. Now, now speaking of, of platform type stuff, next on our list is ship.com. And that's a platform that offers various shipping and logistics services to businesses of all sizes. Maybe it has an easy to use interface and connects shippers with carriers and offers a range of tools to manage shipping operations. Now, you know, supply chain and logistics stuff is just hot everywhere. There's yeah. every, everything that you have and that you own and that you buy or that you shop for, or you eat all of it is delivered to you on a truck <laughs> and is shipped somewhere. And if you think about how much stuff that is yeah. everywhere, it's a lot. And, and we, we've talked about the intricacies of supply chain on, on this show many, many, many times. Before. It's your favorite subject, isn't it? My favorite because I totally understand everything about it and don't question me on it because 
that my, that facade will immediately crumble. But yes, my favorite. Well, but the reality <laughs> it's is, important. it's so integral to like how we operate as a society. Well, that's what I was saying is, I mean, and, and really, so I'm watching Lauren take a drink out of a water bottle right now. Cheers. That water bottle traveled on many different cars, trucks, buses, ships, who knows? And someone's got to coordinate all that. And, you know, that's what I'm saying is I, I remember um, the last college that I dropped out of, which was actually a, an esteemed business school, but they were, they were really trying to prep all the students. And this was at this point, man, this 15, 16 years ago. And they were just, I remember being in that school and they're like, the, they were pushing everyone to supply chain and logistics. Cause that was such a growing thing. And yeah. I mean, this isn't the first shipping and logistics platform that we've run into in our journey through different top startups everywhere. So, I mean, it's, there's, there's still room for growth there, but congratulations ship.com. Well done. Well done. Uh, so I'm pretty excited about this next one on the list. We've got charger go, go, which first of all, I saw that name and I got really excited to say it because it just feels like a fun thing. Charger go, go feels like a fun thing to say, but what they do is really interesting. Um, so, I mean, I have heard, like, we just, we've been talking a lot about energy solutions. We talked about them on the show before, but Charger GoGo has this network of portable charging stations. They have digital signage. Anyone can access them on demand. But the really cool thing is these charging stations provide portable batteries so that you can actually recharge your phone on the go. You know, how many times have you been out and you realize, oh crap, I need to charge my phone. And then you're just kind of stuck wherever the outlet you happened to find was, right? Um, And you have to wait. And so with Charger GoGo, from what from what I can see and understand, you know, you're able to actually take these portable portable batteries, you can use it while you're on the go, but then when you're done with it, you just drop it off at a nearby charging station. And then so each battery comes with three chargers compatible with Apple, Android, other USB devices. So they're they've got that kind of universal appeal. Um, you can download the Charger GoGo app to find the nearest charging station, pay and track usage. And then something else kind of interesting, and this reminded me of the Sunshine Box here in KC, but if you're a business that's interested in joining the distributor network, you can make a one-time payment for the charging station and then earn passive income off of it from rentals, ad displays, commissions, uh, and referral things referral fees. And I just, I think that that's really cool. Like what an, what an interesting business model to, to broadcast your message and get people involved in what you're doing. I, I just think it, it sounds really cool to me. And as someone whose greatest fear is that my phone will run out of juice, I feel like this could offer really great peace of mind, you know? Yeah. So as someone that, that goes on 48 hour travel cycles to reach a nation. Like when I go to the Philippines, this is like the charging thing is, is a real thing. And, um, if you didn't understand how Lauren described it, I, I've seen, I, I'm just, no, I mean, I've seen, I, I'll make it real simple. Cause I've seen charger go, go in airports. Yeah. It's like a vending machine. You will click the button. If you didn't it, see, I try, I, I, I'll rock like three power banks with me when I go. I have them like I keep them all around. I do too. I actually, this, I actually this really have reason. one or two power sticks on me at any time. Well, like, so that's what this does real. is it just drops it down and then you can use it. So you can, you still get to stay on the go. Right. And, and then when you're done, you got to return it. 
So you said um, vending machine, but it's kind of like a red box because it is. That's exactly yeah. yeah it's just yeah. like a machine. I mean, it's going to give you the thing, and it's going to be charged, and then you're going to go, and then you got to return it. So and, I, and that's huge because I, I just think of like how many times have I been in like a coffee shop or something, and I had to order some coffee and sit around and wait while my phone charged, and like I, nobody's got time for that. <laughs> you know, Lauren. Speaking of charging things up, if you want to, if you want to build a team of expert software developers, that doesn't have to be difficult. You don't need a vending machine to do that. You don't need a power stick. What you do need to do is go to fullscale.io where you can build a software team quickly and affordably. You can use the Fullscale platform to define your technical needs and then see what available developers, testers, and leaders are ready to join your team. Visit fullscale.io to learn more. Next on our list is Jet Token. Well, that's a fun name. JetToken.com. Yeah, JetToken is a private jet charter company that leverages blockchain chain technology to make private jet travel more affordable. It offers various ways to access its fleet of various jets and fractional ownerships and jet cards and charter services. And like, this is a real thing. Yeah. Have you ever flown? Have you ever flown private? I have not. I I would love to someday, and I feel like you probably have. I also feel like. Someday I'm going to hear that Matt DeCourcy has gotten himself at least part ownership of a private jet. I, no, no. That, I'm a, me. Yes, I have flown private, but, <laughs> and yes, it is a better world. But, <laughs> <laughs> but with that, look, here's the thing. I, I actually know several people that have owned a, a jet or a small plane at some point, yeah. and every single one of them will tell you, rent it. Yeah. Don't own it. Like, cause unless you're going to fly that thing like daily, yeah, it's a lot to keep up with. You have to have a pilot. You have to have there, like, like a private jet requires the, 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 the tires be changed on it. Like every 50 landings or like, I mean, I don't know if that's a real number, but like, there's a whole lot that goes into it. So the idea of fractional jet ownership and the ability to do these different services and stuff like that, um, I mean, it's a, it's a valid business. I mean, they've raised $41 million, uh, you know, congratulations on that. But part, one of the things you mentioned, like the fractional thing, that's a difficult thing to work out too, because, yeah. you know, you got like, you know, if you, you want to, if you want to have something like that in your life, you don't want to find out that you can't use it at the time you want to use it. And, you know, being able to share these things and fractionalize them and make, and make a better experience around that. I'm all for it. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, here's the thing is, is, uh, I think a lot of people think that when you fly private, it's this like super bougie thing. Um, it, it would probably not be a whole lot more expensive for, uh, if we had 11 people in a yeah. small jet to fly to Vegas as it would be to all pay first class. Yeah. It's not going to be a whole lot more expensive if you can, if you can, if you can charter something that's available. I mean, it's just not that, that insanely expensive. So yeah, I'm into it. You know, I mean, I mean it sounds great to me. Like, uh, Hey, Hey Matt, you want to, you want to charter a flight? Yeah. Come I'll on. never own a jet. I've already <laughs> made that decision. I mean, okay. yeah. All right. We've already well, been no, down that rabbit hole. We've already, we've already, we've already obsessed over that in life and been like, okay, 
I don't like I don't like traveling that much. I don't really like I mean no, maybe I would. I a lot. And 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 just listeners, just so you know, like being friends with Matt DeCourcy is an exercise in like it in fun for sure. But periodically, like I'll just get a phone call or a text and it'll be like, I got this crazy technology thing that nobody but me would ever have a need for. And like I think that we determined a while back it was like the one thing that you didn't have was like a 3D printer or something. I'm a t- yes. Yeah, and like, but like, I mean, you, you just you call and you're like, I got this thing, and I'm like, I don't even really know what that is. I like to tinker with there. things. I like I like to see what the world yeah. is of stuff is up to, and I'm a little obsessive. So I mean, I dig it. Do? It's kind of fun. It's just, but I it, thought it, you it, when you, I thought where you were going, I thought where you're going with that is I'm the king of of ruining your future event experience without me. Um, well, I mean, I recently took Lauren and her husband to a Kansas City Royals game, and <laughs> I do have some VIP seats for that. But Lauren goes through the whole thing, which it's all inclusive, and has a restaurant. She comes and sits down, and she goes, "I didn't know that a place like this existed in life." Okay, and I was like, "Lauren, it's just a good seat to a game with some no, free no, no, food." No, no, no. She's like, "But I didn't know to a game because you walk in and there's a private club and they have shrimp the size of my face, and they're like, you that's what you remember like, about that." I mean, there are many things I remember about that. Yes, but that is that is kind of the pinnacle. Like, free I'm, I'm taking my son. I'm, uh, this weekend, <laughs> I'm taking my son and the guy that coaches his baseball team and his son and his wife was at our house today. And she told me that how excited her son was to go. And she's like, but he's never been to a Kansas city Royals game. And I was like, uh, Oh, this is going to ruin him forever. I know. I know. He can never go to another one. (laughs) Well, he can. It just, well, yeah, it's not going to be the same, but yeah, no, that, that was an incredible experience. One I would be not quite a private jet, but you never know. (laughs) Uh, well, you know, you like the finer things in life, Matt. But that's sometimes I'm also pretty you simple with a lot of stuff. You earn the shit out of them. I'm pretty and practical too, you know. It. I mean, I drive a Tesla Model Three. I'm not like cruising around in Range Rovers and shit. Yeah. I mean, no, I actually I, I like I actually you, like the Tesla more than the Range Rover I had. I don't. I don't think we would be friends if you were arrogant or an ass about it. But you're not. Yeah. It's like nice stuff. I it's used to be good. fancier. I'm not, I'm kind of, yeah, I'm kind of bored with a lot of stuff. All right. What's next on the list? What's next? All right. All right. So next up we have optics. And of course we knew at some point that we were going to be talking about artificial intelligence because it seems like that is a recurring theme. It's kind of the zeitgeist of the moment sort of thing, but optics is a data analysis and technology platform. And it was created by former casino executives. So, so that, Casino executives can know what to fix. And and this is so interesting to me. So they use this AI to process just innumerable data points, and then they transform them into actionable recommendations and insights. And one of the things that I love is like sometimes when I'm having a difficult time kind of envisioning how something works, an example always helps me. And one of the things that I love is that optics, they came up with an example to kind of illustrate the power of of optics. So one example is like, say you have a slot machine and it is placed near a dripping vent. So the platform optics is going to register that the machine isn't performing well, and then they're going to suggest improving it. They're going to flag it. Um, so, so the machine itself isn't going to know about this dripping vent, right? But 
anyone who looks at the machine realizes that it's underperforming, they're going to be able to see like, oh, hey, like maybe it's that dripping vent over there. And so there's still that human intervention piece, but they're just creating a whole host of performance check-ins, data points. Um, and, and so casino executives and operators are going to be able to use this data to help make decisions regarding their slot teams, their marketing teams, their player development teams, so that they can make smarter decisions and run more efficiently. And I think that's super cool. But I, I way to go optics on creating the platform, first of all, but thank you for also creating an example that really, it just kind of illustrates the power of that, that data collection that we talk about so often with AI, right, Matt? Oh yeah. And well, and it's also, you know, fitting that one of our top startups would be in Vegas would be dealing with casino technology. I have to say, I was expecting a lot more, like as we're going down the street, why are we not talking about casinos more? (laughs) Well, there, well, first off gaming in general is, is huge worldwide. And then other things too. And, you know, like, um, I'm actually pretty fascinated with this. I, you know, I, I don't want to paint myself as like, like a degenerate gambler, but I like gaming, you know, like, um, you know, I mean, I'll go, I'll go to the casino every few months or something with my wife or whatever, play some cards, play some slots. But, uh, but I've actually recently watched uh, a documentary about a guy that's like an expert Jack blackjack player. He's like a card counter, which by the way, isn't illegal, but the casinos don't like it. The casinos hate it. And I don't think, I don't know if optics does this. I I don't think that they do, but I would, they, they have, there were some platforms that gaming establishments are using to use facial recognition and machine learning and AI to spot people that are cheats or, or different folks now. And this guy's whole documentary, I can't remember the name of it, but it was really interesting because he basically, he rents an RV and he just drives all around the country and, and, and the whole thing is about how long is he going to actually be in an establishment before they come up, tap him on the shoulder, and they will say, sir, uh, you are a little too good for this game. Um, you can play anything else in the casino, but blackjack is done for you. And, yeah. and you know, but with that, the, but that's, but you look at, it's tough to analyze these right. things and, and do it. And, you know, we've talked so much on this show and other episodes that, Uh, when it comes to data and, you know, if you can't get an actionable outcome from data quickly, um, then it's not really that valuable. So you look at things like this and I guarantee you that there's something in there that it's not just about moving a slot machine away from a dripping vent because there are, there are example, but there, I mean, I I know that there are a lot more intricacies and I mean, but that's, but that same kind of, of data analysis would also probably help them with fraud prevention and different kinds of loss and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah, I think that that's, I think it's neat. I think it's just interesting because you, you know, the real time analysis now, I mentioned kind of, you know, sports gambling is now legal in Kansas and, I'll place a modest wager here and there when the chiefs play or something like that. But it blows my mind how, how the the gaming industry in general, how, how they are innovators when it comes to real time data management, because you know, these, these apps and stuff like the FanDuel app is like, I mean, in real time, calculating changes in point spreads and over unders, you're just like, wow, like it's, it's, impressive and and it has to because uh, you know then and some of the things too is even back to sports 
which is a big component of gaming. Like here in Kansas City, we've got a really well-known uh, startup named Shop Tracker, and they actually, yeah. you know, like are with with it's not ga- like gambling, There's but not, it is sports, and it's like center. managing like on the fly, like yeah, yeah real-time they're, data they're analysis. Track, but but exactly, like they're they're tracking play in real time. Yeah. Like you attach the sensors to the hoops and the balls, and uh, yep. Davion, like I, he's been on. The, how many times has he been on the show? A couple times. <laughs> a couple yeah. times, yeah. Like he's an awesome Casey entrepreneur here. Davion Ross. That's yep. right. Definitely check him out. But one of the few founders cool. that I, one of the few founders that I've ever met that is taller than me. He is very he's tall. quite a bit taller. That's he's true. about three inches taller than me too. I didn't yeah, think about that. You're a tall dude. Well, hey, I meet so- a lot of people. I meet people regularly that are as tall as me, but people yeah. that I actually have to physically look up to are rare. And yeah, yeah Davion's on that list. He's- you can see you can see why he was his wife's been on the show too uh, you, you, i interviewed yeah. her yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's awesome yeah, Shani, she runs the vip services at a at, for aeg which is a huge venue operator so our local yeah. arena she's in charge of that yeah both great people definitely, anyway well, definitely keep an eye out for that and friends i'm gonna invite you to keep an eye out for it looks like i love it when jessica like flags you're gonna do an interview with this one mm. But it looks like I will be recording an episode with Brooke Fiamara. Uh, with the title, Disrupting Male-Dominated Fields. So Good I, luck, I people. Good luck. Sometimes, I mean, all right. First of all. That, that's an episode that Lauren will wake up and like smack her lips and be like, I'm on this one. I'm rubbing man. my hands together with glee, but yeah. Uh, I'm watching know, Lauren right now, it. rub her hands, the, put your hands in the praying position and then rub them <laughs> like this. Yeah, that's, yeah, there you go. I'm very gleeful. Keep an eye out for the episode. Well, I that, promise not to be too big of an asshole. I <laughs> was talking to someone the other day and they were asking me about charitable donations and whatever. And I said, look, you have time, talent, or treasure. Like I give money to Lauren's organization because she's so much better suited to handle these things. I want to support all of them, but I'm not the right person to talk about it. So yeah, yeah. sometimes you just have to fuel up your avatar. I know, but I, I am kind of like gleefully like, <laughs> all right. Comes. But We're moving so next on the list. Provado Health. There we go. Abruptly right. absurding another name, so we don't. I don't. I don't want Lauren to get too excited because she start banging her hands on the table, and then we'll have a really loud recording. I have not done that one time. <laughs> this time. It's only taken three years to shame you out of it. Um, <laughs> Provado <laughs> Health is an ASC management and development company. I'm gonna be honest. I don't know what ASC means. So. Probably have to look that up, and they use HER, her technology. It's artificial intelligence for electronic health records and scheduling patients and making recommendations. This is something I'm seeing, yeah. Uh, seed, seed companies, and there's a lot of rising. Um, you know, electronic health records are a big deal. Are you tired of? filling out the same freaking forms every time you go to the doctor or what about a scheduling solution that was able to look at individual doctors and understand that this particular doctor when running into this particular kind of patient typically runs over their time so we should put a buffer in there yeah and these like you know the whole the whole medical thing it's it's crazy because it's uh, it's mega everywhere but it's there's so much room for innovation and improvement with all of this. So, and, and I think that we have universally agreed in the past that anything that makes the, uh, the patient experience better is better. 
Right. Well, so so just so you know, ASC, I looked it up, stands for Ambulatory Surgery Center. Mm. It can also be known as an outpatient surgery center or a same-day surgery center. So, like, I guess we're talking about, like, the, the less invasive surgeries, like vasectomies and yeah. you know, things like that, like, same day. But, okay, so that's what <laughs> it is. Um, but, yeah, anything that can make that patient experience more tolerable i am a hundred percent into it and i like, believe that yeah. that that may roll right into the next company on the list hey because next up we have dr Roo, which is another fun one to say i just really enjoyed but, that but when but when you get into where the founders are from it becomes dr. even Roo. more suitable yeah. guess where they come from friends it's an awesome gonna throw some shrimp on the barbie is that how you do it is that right i, I think i don't know i i i find I that I can't yeah. really do it but so, so dr Roo, uh they deliver affordable quality health care to patients on demand in the comfort comfort of their homes i love telemedicine so uh, much i can't even stand it i love it i so love much. anything that <laughs> that delivers at this point yes like please make my wife was asking me about summer break and you know my, my son's got this 99th percentile math thing going on yeah we're like should we put him in like the math school i was like ah, let's see who will deliver and come teach him at home nice yeah but the same thing with healthcare. like you know back in the day like the day before the internet the, there were doctors that made house calls it was a normal thing yeah Back in the day, you also traded like a goat and and three sandwiches for that house call. So like medicine has changed. I mean, payment is payment. So so I got to tell you, man, like, so I have a chronic illness. And whenever I see things that are related to healthcare, I always Mm -hmm. look with that, that chronic lens on. And so, so like, so I'm a diabetic and as a diabetic, I have to test my blood sugar regularly. I have to get A1C panels on a regular basis to make sure that my levels are where they need to be. And like, it's, it's so much, Matt, like when I am insured and doing things as I'm supposed to be doing, like that is a lot of time spent worrying about medicine, worrying about my body and what it's doing and, and managing the healthcare process. Like every single time you got to manage the insurance, you got to manage the visit, you got to manage like all of the, the paperwork. And it's, it's a lot, anything that you can do to make that process easier on me. I am going to love you. Let me love you, Dr. Rue, because I I'm just so excited for this advent of telemedicine. You know, it, it's, it's certainly enjoying its moment in time, but I just love that they have. So, so Dr. Rue, they have, two-person teams. They've got a nurse practitioner or a physician assistant, and then they have an EMT for the patient. And they bring necessary equipment. They bring, they, and they can just perform the treatment and testing in your home. Like, how, how cool is that? What if you have low mobility or what, you know, you're in a wheelchair or you have a cane? Like, this could be a game changer. Um, they can also come to your place of business. You know, if you're running wellness programs out of your organization, you know, have Dr. Rue come on in and help your your staff manage parts of that process because it's really really difficult to manage these processes as an individual the system is well not it's, set it's up hard to man it's individual. hard to manage your friends or family and loved ones that need that health care and you know one of the things that i've learned through this podcast and people that have different services related to this stuff is you know is and i don't have stats ready on this but there's a significant number of people that okay so as my parents, before my parents passed away, 
Um, they both had some chronic issues that needed to be dealt with. And they were both that my parents were just, you know, my sister and I would do anything asked. But the thing is, is sometimes people don't ask because they don't want to feel like they're bothering you. And, yeah. and then another thing too, is like, I just appreciate anything that, you know, as, as I get older, I have just really jacked up the, my, the understanding, meaning like I have it at an all time high of what the value of my time is. Yeah. And, you know, so some of that stuff and things that can deliver and make it easier, um, you know, like, so, but, you know, at my, my dad passed away in 2022, but he had some limited mobility. Yeah. Um, and it was difficult to take him places and do stuff. And it was like, you know, it, it would, and I don't want to sound selfish when I say this, but it wasn't always practical for my sister or I to essentially have to take, a, if you, some, some places, if you have to take a half day off of work, you take yeah. a whole day off. And, right. you know, so some of that stuff, you know, it's, it's nice to have, trustable options yeah, and things that can help. So yeah, I commend, I commend any, any entrepreneurs and businesses that are solving those problems and coupling that with time-saving things. Thank you. Well done. Well done. But so, so I do want to really quickly, I just want to mention a couple of things because as, as I'm kind of looking over, so first of all, uh, they also accommodate people without insurance. And as an entrepreneur, like, I, I don't even know if you know this, Matt, but I am currently uninsured. And it's because I'm an entrepreneur. And I can't, if I were to go through the exchange, which everybody's like, go through the exchange as a diabetic, it would cost me $750. Yeah. And like, yeah. I can't, I don't, I don't know very many people who can afford that. <laughs> and, and I certainly can't. And so they're, they're charging a flat $265 per visit fee. And they, they have, they bring the equipment with them. Like right. I used, I used to have a doctor that I went to and you could walk in the door and he was a general practitioner, but his office had like the x-ray machines, the, uh, like the, I can't remember all of the names, but like the different equipment. They had access to all of this stuff. And so you could just go and get your tests done and get your tests back in real time. And it was so convenient. So imagine being able to have access to all of that at home from the comfort of your home, from your, you know, your easy chair, your couch, have someone come in, they can test you for things. They can provide you really good results. I just, I can't say enough about Dr. Rue. Well-named, thank you for that, but you're doing really, really incredible things. Well done. <laughs> Next, last but not least on okay. the list is the Fortress Trust Company. Go to fortress.io. Fortress Trust Company is a subsidiary of Fortress Blockchain Technologies, and they're a full uh retail Nevada chartered financial institution. So this they, they provide API-driven financial, regulatory, and e-payment infrastructure for Web3 companies. Okay. And this is a big thing. So, what, you know, it's it's funny because Web3, let's just talk about crypto and blockchain. Crypto, we, yeah. We did a whole series on it last year, Matt <laughs> Watson and I. Those are the two that I know. I'm just <laughs> Well, but here's the thing is there's, there's you know, the future, the future of so many things, especially financial services and a lot of record-keeping stuff and it is blockchain technology and blockchain extends far past things like Bitcoin. Yeah. Uh, but, but, you know, they are their own little living, breathing entity. And with that, there is going to need to have connective tissue that will, you know, connect 
Ethereum, the Ethereum blockchain to something else. It doesn't just do it automatically. And, um, you know, they're, you know, they, they have a whole range of financial regulatory and technological solutions. Now this stuff is, um, is still really early. And, yeah. you know, like people are like, Oh, I've heard, of, I heard of Bitcoin over 10 years ago. Okay. Well, what does it do now? The problem with a lot of the web three stuff and, the, the crypto world in general is it's unregulated right now. The government doesn't know what to do about regulating and they're trying to figure it out, but it is going to be an important part of what drives things in the future. Do I think it's going to be NFTs or blah, blah, blah? I don't know. But what I do know is when used, especially in financial institutions, uh, blockchain. So one of the things that I think most people don't consider is the amount of white collar fraud and just yeah. like banking fraud and stuff like that. So ever since the, okay, so ever since the invention of accounting, uh, the eraser um, or the omission or the torn out page or something has prevented people from understanding they've been getting stolen from. So, you know, like there are a lot of really good things in there and like the, the this kind of technology is good. So <clears throat> this is what Matt Watson would uh, this isn't quite what he would call a boring company, but Watson loves things that grind the gears, and that's that's yeah. what this is. So, you know, uh, you know, API driven stuff to do that, and and that's the thing is everything is in order for everything to connect to everything else, you got to have API driven platforms and things like that. And if you don't, you are essentially as a software platform. Uh, you're you're kind of like Easter Island in the middle of the Pacific Ocean without another island for thousands of miles. Right. You know what you don't need to travel thousands of miles to do, Lauren? What is that, Matt DeCourcy? Visiting FullScale.io, where you can hire software engineers, testers, and leaders. That <laughs> do you was like not that? your most graceful segue. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to work it. Uh, you know. Yeah. <laughs> continue I mean, because full scale is great i feel like at some point we may actually could i'm hope i want to be remembered when i'm fine when this is finally said and done i want people to be like you know what there was no one that could work work an ad read in more naturally that's true the podcast I mean, I've, seen, I've seen you do some really incredible work so thank you, but thank this, you. this one was this not to be interesting man i don't like i don't like fucking ads man but at the same time we got to justify why we do some of this so go to fullscale.io go check it out you know speaking of saving time i took that into my experience as the one of the founders at fullscale and the ceo and the building the platform that we built because you know like it we in less than two minutes you can fill out the form at fullscale.io that's going to help us understand what you need help with technically and it's going to match you up with fully vetted highly experienced software engineers testers and leaders so we we build long-term teams um yeah that's crazy you know we we uh we went past we're now past 300 employees yeah hey you know how you you build teams though you do it quickly and affordably isn't that right yeah, but most people don't. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. it, people, someone asked me the other day, like, what do you guys sell at full scale? And I said, peace of mind. And they were like, what do you mean? And I said, because here's the thing we only hire one in 40 applicants. Yeah. So we're giving you the peace of mind of knowing that you got the one in 40 that was that person. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's, and, and, and that for most businesses, the aggravating part of all of this is getting through the 39. And God forbid you hire a couple of them 
and then learn out they're learning they're the wrong people later. Yeah, now, speaking more, of the right people to fix a problem than it yeah. is to do it right in the first place. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, I'll be the first to say that full scale is a driving factor with, you know, urban necessities belonged on this list. Yeah, right. That is a really exciting company. But our, you know, and full scale helped with that. And they, yeah. they would tell you that's been, I mean, we're six, six years into that. And with that, I don't have any choice but to pick them as my favorite startup. I'm totally biased on that. And I don't care because it's a great, great story. Great company. I love what they sell. Um, I've always had a lot of fun with Jay. You know, I helped him launch his YouTube channel. Yeah. Um, I, I, I love talking with them and they are, they just opened additional locations and uh, including uh, in Riyadh. Oh, wow. Another yeah. Well, hey, but that platform matters. And, you know, they're the ones that, that helped define that. They're the ones that led their team. I had, a, I, had, I had something to do with the planning and the initial implementation on that. But much like all full-scale all full clients do, they manage their own projects with their teams. So yeah. I've had a really great experience and they have – they also have some of the people on on their team that have that have been in the longest engagements with Fullscale. Their their guys on their team will be on their fifth straight year. Yeah, that's incredible. Um, so yeah, it's impressive. But you, yeah, the UN UrbanNecessities.com. That's my that's cool. my choice. Who who do you? I'm like? sorry, did you just say like the UN? Okay. Yeah, Urban Necessities. They're known as the UN in the industry. Oh, yeah. So I, yeah, I'm they have a lot of yeah. That. That's hilarious. Yeah, I, and it's clever, right? <laughs> so so, yeah. so is that your favorite? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I feel I feel like that's going to be your favorite, and it was actually going to be mine, but I'm going to go ahead and give it to you, and I'm going to tell you that Dr. Rue has my heart. Right. Okay. Because I'm just like, please come to my. I want them to come to my house. Like, please. Come I to like my Blue house Eddie too. Yeah, that's I like Blue Eddie too, and that's mainly because I was I, I smiled when I saw them on the list because I you know I mentioned I, I have been shopping for I, my one of my bucket list things is to essentially own what I call a farm. Yeah, and to you know with that like I I like I don't know I, I've I, I've switched all my vehicles are electric. Um, you know, I'm in this process. I'm trying, I, and I like I like what they do, but I also like things that push the envelope when it comes to accessible options for creating sustainable power and yeah. stuff like that. So love it. Love yeah. it. Viva Las Vegas. You told me I had to sing. That was good. So I'm going good. to Vegas. I'll be, I'm going to Vegas and, uh, uh, with Jill and, uh, I was like, are you um, going to see Umphreys McGee? I no, I'm like going to see, I'm going to see their, I'm going to see goose, okay. which is, which is a, 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 a younger version of Humphreys McGee, but no, it's really? still a jam band. Well, I'm, I'm going to see them in really Vegas. Your hippie jam bands, man. I do. I do. I can't help it. Yeah. But I mean, That's yeah. A cool lifestyle. <laughs> I mean, Lauren, like it, I haven't, I have yet to take you on the experience. You'll love it too. Cause when you know rock stars, you should go hang out with them if you get the chance. You know, I am available I mean, that, time that one... and I feel like we need to contact Jet Token to arrange for travel. Ooh, yeah. I, I, that's smart. And I think if we go, I think we should probably go get, probably go tell that story of urban necessities, which at that point, I'm pretty sure becomes a business expense. So yeah, I think we're going to get to work planning on that. Lauren, I, I don't know where our travels bring us next month, but I know they will in fact bring us somewhere to talk about the top startups. (laughs) and, And by the way, keep listening, folks. We are intentionally 
stopping and creating hype in the cities that a lot of people don't take the time to do it. We could go do this in San Francisco. We, and yeah, we've a, never done. We could give you a like, list of we've fifty never done there. Startups of no. San Francisco, or the yeah, no. like <laughs> we're from Kansas City, man. We know what it's like to feel underappreciated and unnoticed on many days. Like <clears throat> that's why Tulsa. That's why we stop in Tulsa. Yeah. Or whatever. I can't you know, fly uh, over country. Sorry. Yeah. That was my own soapbox. <laughs> well, Vegas. Hopefully, all the things that we talked about today don't stay in Vegas. They get to the listeners that we've had in 194 different countries. Thank you all for that. I believe we're going to be right at that 5 millionth download right around the time this comes out. So uh, you'll hear more thanks from us. But yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Thanks. for If it wasn't for you folks listening, we'd just be a couple people talking to each other. So thank you. Bye, Lauren. Bye. Startup Hustles brought to you by Fullscale.io, helping you build a software team quickly and affordably. Make sure you reach down and hit that subscribe button, then come find us on Instagram. See you next time.